Death is inescapable and absolute for human beings, isn't it? It's the defining reality of our existence. Experiences vary. Histories are often unique. But our final end is universal and complete. To exist is to face annihilation. That's simply the way things are in this world. Such was the meaning of Martha's words to Jesus. Lord, by now there will be a stench. She's been dead four days. In the face of this reality, there's nothing anyone can ultimately do but seal off death. Foresaw it, putting as much distance between it and you as you can. Death is the great emblem of mankind's fragility. It's the embodiment of all of our weaknesses. It's the source from which flows all of our fears, as well as our greatest sorrows and lamentations. At the death of Lazarus, the Jews wept, Mary wept, and Jesus did too. Or at least so it seems. Notice how Jesus was described as perturbed, as deeply moved in spirit. Not when the news came of Lazarus' illness or his death, but when he saw Mary and the Jews weeping. And then again, when he came to the tomb and was told by Martha about death's absolute power. There'll be a stench. He's dead. What are you doing? Death didn't perturb Jesus, I mean, for goodness sakes, he waited two days after he heard the news before he set off to see Lazarus, his friend. Death wasn't the source of Jesus's spiritual disturbance. I mean, the absence of belief in the one who came from the Father was. Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. This truth has been captured in a marvelous way by the original words of the gospel, which are rendered as weeping and wept in English. Same word, right? Different tense. But for the Jews and Mary, the original verb is klaio, klaio. And for Jesus, it's dakruo, dakruo. And you can hear it, can't you? The difference? Two different words. Kayo for Mary and the Jews, it's the ordinary word to, to use to describe weeping, wailing, and lamenting. It's not just the shedding of tears, but it's every external expression of grief. It's man's typical response towards death. The cruel for Jesus has to do with the shedding of a solitary tear. Now, it could be the case that when confronted with the reality of what separation from God does, he shed a tear, a solitary tear, knowing that that would be overcome. But the context, I think, suggests something else. It's as though he shed a tear over everyone's lack of belief. Martha, Mary, and all the Jews Martha frankly expressed her belief in Christ's powerlessness in the face of death. There will be a stench. Mary and the Jews wept because of death's finality. 
But what has power over human beings does not have power over Jesus Christ. Now think about what this means. Death is the great symbol of our fragility. But death is not what perturbs Jesus. Death and all that it symbolizes are not definitive. Our weaknesses, our failings, our shortcomings are not the primary obstacles to Jesus. He did not weep over death, but shed a tear over unbelief. Did I not tell you that if you would believe in me, you would see the glory of God? Failings do not define us, even the failing of death. Failings don't define us if faith does. So don't be discouraged by any of your failings or shortcomings. Lazarus has died, and I am glad for your sake that I was not there that you may believe. Look, even human death, even our death and all that it represents can serve to overcome what to us is final. What a paradox. Like the man born blind last week, so the dead man this week. God works through our fragility to bring about immortality by way of faith in Jesus Christ. What is our weakness becomes strength in him. Remember, faith is not something static. In John's gospel, the word belief or faith is used 98 times. In that one gospel, it's used, faith or belief, 98 times. But it's never once used as a noun. Every time belief is used, it's always used as a verb. Belief is not something static. It's not something you possess like if it's a car or a house or a dog. Belief is dynamic, a movement, if you will, which is rooted in the conviction that God can be trusted come what may, as was visible in the person of Jesus Christ, especially as he hung on the cross. Faith is that participation in the event of Jesus Christ, which opened this world to the divine. Friends, in a world understandably afraid and concerned with distancing itself from death, as was manifested in an extraordinary way with COVID, you continue to walk in the day, in the light. As you are doing, do so even more. What light shines in you as you stop by the church to pray throughout the week, as I see many of you do. I mean, what faith is manifested as you continue to find food for the poor in the midst of inflation? Look how you're inspiring others with selflessness when the pandemic pushed us towards self-concern. And look, look at how you have not been deterred by the trials and inconveniences and real sacrifices associated with answering God's call to build a parish and make visible and beautiful reminders that there is a God that has not abandoned us. And that without him, life without him has nothing in front of it but the sadness and weeping.
death is clearly no longer the defining reality of human beings as can be seen so profoundly in you who believe. 